Hello there. It's me, an Englishman. I'm here to ask you to vote for Walking the Earth podcast on podcast land. I'm asking you to vote for them because they understand me, an Englishman. They know where England is. They've walked the earth. That's where England is. The people at Peace Propaganda Podcast are too busy to walk the earth. They're too busy trapping raccoons, inciting them to anger, and then releasing them into retirement homes. So please, vote for Walking the Earth Podcast on Podcast Land. Thank you, and goodbye. Paid for by Walking the Earth Podcast, a podcast about the backpacking experience. Vote for Walking the Earth Podcast on podcastland.com. Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, the podcast about the backpacking experience. I'm Justin Castle, along with my guest, Yoel Hale, calling in from New York, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies, calling in today from the Republic of the Union of Myanmar. Uh, that's actually the official <laughs> name of the country. Uh, um, and a couple quick shout outs. First, I want to say a big thank you to our friend Rich Scott uh, at Design About. Rich is a buddy of mine I've uh, met uh, in Cambodia. And Rich helped us recently design um, some business cards. So we're official now. Maybe we, you thought we were official when we made our first episode. Or maybe it's when we hit a certain threshold of plays. But nope, we've got business cards, so we are official. Um, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I just wanted to add uh, that. <laughs> and I, so I posted um, pictures of our business cards on our Facebook page. And check them out. Uh, it's amazing work. If you're looking for business cards of your own uh, or other kind of logo design uh, branding work, uh, email rich at designabot.net or check out his site, designabot.net. Another quick shout out. We've got, as we mentioned in the last episode, a competition this month on podcastland.com. Podcastland. And we're we're competing for most votes against peace propaganda uh, in a friendly competition. So please go to uh, podcastland.com, vote for us, help us win so we can take over their show yes. for three minutes. Three minutes. They won't even know what hit them. Trust me. We've got some really <laughs> interesting plans. We've got some good plans. If you have any ideas, please get a, get to us at facebook.com slash walking to earth podcast or at WTE podcast at Twitter. Right, Mikey Mike? Yes, sir. That is it. All right. Well, bringing it back to New York, I'm sitting with my friend, Mr. Yoel Hale. How's it going, guys? It's good. Hey, Thank- man. Thanks for joining it's us. It's good to meet no you problem. virtually. <laughs> um, well, Mr. Yoel is um, is a long-term friend. We've, we've known each other since college. We were the same major in school. And then, um, you know, I, I went my own way I, uh, to Boston while he's lived in New York and then he got bored of New York. He, he did everything there is to do here and wound up living in China for two years. And where else have you lived? Uh, I lived in Brazil as well. You lived in Brazil? Yeah. How long were you in Brazil for? Uh, it was, I was there for four months and then I moved back to Philly for, for grad school. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But besides that, Yoel's lit, you've lived, not lived, but you've been on, many continents in many different countries we're talking about like europe and yeah so europe south america africa australia so uh i've been about 50 countries i would say 
That's pretty. You've been to every continent except Antarctica, it sounds like. Yeah. That's on the to-do list, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine, too, I guess. I, I declared a few episodes back that I want to see all seven continents, so yeah. I guess I have to hold true to that and go to Antarctica at some point, too. <laughs> you guys should go together. Probably why? Africa first, yeah, though. Yeah, we should. Yeah, why South not? Africa, Let's do it. We'll fly down together. It's not too far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do they have any uh, cheap flights to Antarctica? So you can do this thing where you actually don't touch base in Antarctica. You just fly over it. So it's like a like I think it's like a four hour flight from South Africa. It might be longer. And it's like oh, uh, you do it from South Africa. Yeah, yeah. And you you just ah. fly over Antarctica and then you fly back. So are you doing this? Yes, I mean, like, if you're not a big fan of the cold, it's an easy way to knock it out. I don't know, technically, if it counts, because you don't touch foot. But, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, does that count? Hmm. No. I don't know. But you got to touch, you got to see some penguins or something. Or they, They're mainly in the North Pole, aren't they? I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I'm not familiar. But you got to touch the continent somehow. Get, join a whaling expedition and just touch the thing. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think you have to touch it, because I once... When I was in the southern tip of Spain many years back in Gibraltar, um, I saw Morocco. But I can't count that as going to Africa, you know. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Well, that's pretty cool. So you, Yoel, you, you're actually moving to South Africa. Yes. So uh, South Africa is one of the countries I've never been to. But um, same thing when I first moved to Hong Kong. Uh, you know, taking a risk, moving somewhere. I've never been to, don't know anybody that lives there. Um, but I'll be moving out there in about a month. That's awesome. And I, you know, what was the inspiration for moving to South Africa? Um, you know, so I'm, I'm first generation American. My, my, you know, my parents are from Africa. Um, you know, so I've, I've always been interested in working on the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then a job opportunity came up that, you know, kind of met my short and long term goals. Um, you know, so, you know, rather than move, you know, a couple of years down the line, I decided just to, you know, jump now at the opportunity. So that's very cool. So it's always been kind of like a, a, some kind of a dream of yours to move to Africa for some period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I'll probably spend most of the rest of my career uh, over there. So awesome. Looking forward to yeah. it. That's very cool. And do you, nice. do you have an, any idea? Do you want to, you're starting in South Africa and you might work your way around or, I mean, I know it's hard to see that far, yeah. but do you want to get, do you want to live or at least touch on the different countries in Africa? Yeah. So I think the plan is to live in South Africa for two years. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, so my family's from Eritrea. So ideally, you know, I would think about moving back there. Very. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Do you still have a lot of family? So you you want to live in Africa for like a really long term? Yeah, so I think this is like a one-way move. So I, I, I think oh, I mean, it's tough to predict like a permanent you know, move. 10 years down the line. But, you know, I, I think I'll probably spend the rest of my career there. Awesome. I'm going to miss nice. you. I'm going to miss you. Like I'll, I ca- miss- I'll come back and visit for Christmas oh, okay. or but- Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have an ex- Mike and I now have an excuse to go to South Africa if you're there. True. Yeah. And a place to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, in, my, in yeah. my goal for, as I said, I want to see all the continents. I think Africa is the next one. Before I try to... Do the, the uh, Antarctica <laughs> expedition. Probably Africa's <laughs> the next one. So it's good to have you on my virtual Rolodex. Yeah, over there. That's very cool. <laughs> you spent some time in Africa already. 
Um, just visiting. I've I've never actually lived okay. or, or worked there before. So okay. Whereabouts did you travel? Maybe I can pick your brain for some tips. Um, so I went to Eritrea. I went to Ethiopia and Kenya as well. So all East Africa so far. Awesome. How did you find it? Um, did you find it to be difficult place to travel or? Because like, you've been around a lot of places. So yeah, so, to I mean, I would say like the, the tourism type of stuff is less developed in most of those countries. Maybe maybe Kenya, it's, it's a little more further along. So I, think, I think people have been going there for a while. Um, but I mean, like you'll be a, um, on your own. Um, you know, there's not a lot of like, I guess like uh, the tourism in, in the industry is not as developed in, in some of those other countries. Gotcha. When when right. you, when you stayed there, how did you get? How did you get around? And how where did you stay when you were there? Um, so, I mean, usually like hotels or friends' houses and, um, you know, it, it varies. So, uh, I went to Kenya with a group of classmates and, okay. um, you know, we chartered like some small planes when we went to different cities. Okay. Um, and then, you know, besides that, you know, so we did some bus rides and that type of stuff. Gotcha. Is there, was there anything there that struck you that, that's very memorable that you definitely open your eyes in different ways that you've never experienced before? Like, was it seeing certain certain countries or like mm -hmm. see like did you get to see family that you never knew existed like what when you're with this group of of students like what what was really eye eye-opening yeah it's i mean, I, mean I, I think one thing you know when, when i went to eritrea it was, it was good to see like a lot of my family especially mm -hmm. like the the older ones so, so i've been there twice i went uh two years ago and mm -hmm. then i went in 1991 so like the first time i went i was able to see uh, some of my grandparents I never met before. Wow, um, cool! You know, before they passed away, so that that was a good experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say that. So you know, recently I went to like a couple months ago. I went to Kenya and uh, Ethiopia. Um, so one of the things we did in Ethiopia, we went to visit the African Union. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the UN for for Africa. So that that was uh, that was a good experience. So we got like a through a personal connection. We got like a like a tour. You know, so uh, you got yeah. the connection, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about you know friends and friends of friends. So that's awesome. Right. So a thing as I hear a lot about Africa is this kind of place where there is more of like a chaotic element to it, right? Where that um, some of the governments aren't necessarily as set up as say a, in a Western country or something. There's more of like a just expect the unexpected. Maybe is that did you find that to be the case? Um, you know, I, I think it, it varies by country. Like some of the, some some countries are definitely more uh, politically stable than others. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's definitely still a few countries that you know have had uh, you know r you know rulers or dictators that have been around for many years. Um, but you know, it, it, it's tough to generalize. You know, the whole continent. Right. I, I think it varies right, right. definitely from country to country. From the from the yeah. ones that you you, you experienced, I guess I want to know like, were there any tips or tricks i think mike was trying to get into that like things to what watch out for things to avoid when you're when you were going through like was there a lot of you know like shady travel people like like mike experienced that in india where people yeah exactly you know people are offering things that aren't you should not you should not listen to like was there or was it pretty straightforward or yeah i mean i think it was different um, when I went, because like I'd, I'd always be with people who've lived there, um, in, in the past. So it's kind of more like a personalized experience. Right. But like, you know, I, I think when you travel anywhere, like, you know, I've been in South America, Asia, 
well, you know, you definitely got to be careful. Um, you know, mm -hmm. as a tourist, there's definitely people looking to take advantage of you. So that, that thing that could probably happen, right. you know, whatever country you're in, if you're not careful. So gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, traveling with locals, I guess, is generally a good way to experience a place. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so that's that's really cool. I'm excited. I can't wait um, until you get there because now I have a reason to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to having you. I because so I next year I'm planning on taking a week and I'm just gonna go. I'm I'm not gonna have a full like maybe I'll take all my two weeks. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to crap do like a crazy shootout to see Mike wherever the hell he is in the world. <laughs> Where in the world is? Mike Margulies. Michael Margulies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and try to catch Mr. Yoel as well. Um, I did. We could be in completely different parts of the world. That'd be, that's that would be pretty order, difficult. Man. Well, maybe we coordinate it that you guys are both in South Africa at the same time, and we go fly over Antarctica that would, at the awesome. same <laughs> time. Why don't we do that? Can that we, can we'll have we... a Walking the Earth podcast episode 22 reunion. <laughs> Live of Antarctica. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think you'd be the first podcast to do one live from Antarctica. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. We'd be the first yeah. holy shit. podcast from Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, I'm next to a penguin. He says hello. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to do a video podcast, I think. And the internet would be a Antarctica. lot slower there. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll bring our own uh, equipment. It'll, it'll work uh, out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's one thing that we really wanted to talk about, Mr. Yoel, um, last time, a couple times ago, we had Brooke Silva Braga on our program. I don't know if you're familiar with any of his work. He did a documentary. It's about backpacking, about traveling the world, mm -hmm. uh, called a map for Saturday. Yeah. Called a map for Saturday. And he talked about his, his, um, documentary and his experiences traveling around the world and Mike is actually about to head over to China, okay. um, and you have two years worth of experiences in China. Um, so, what what are the types of things to expect when you're going to China when you get there? It, you know, yeah. city versus rural. Anything? You know, what what do you remember of the trip? Um, what trip? What tips do you have? I would say one thing to prepare for is definitely the language barrier. Um, you right. go a lot of places where nobody will speak any English. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of, I guess, uh, nonverbal communication. Okay. Um, another yeah. problem is, and I, I get some of that experience now, actually. So I'm in Myanmar. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out I'm, I'm actually on a very spontaneous trip here to, uh, <laughs> Myanmar. <laughs> I was, Tell them why. My, huh? Tell everyone why. Okay. So my Thai visa um, actually, not even a visa in Thailand. Just got you get kind of a stamp when you enter Thailand. Uh, you can get a visa, but I didn't. I just kind of walked in, so they gave me a thirty day stamp, and my thirty days expired. So I was hanging out in Chiang Mai, stuck in Chiang Mai again until my visa expired, which is um, seems to be the theme of this of this Southeast Asia expedition. <laughs> um, so I went to the border to Myanmar, just so I. Literally, uh, for those who are backpackers that are familiar with visa run thing, if you're not familiar with it, a typical thing you often do is there's a whole industry around it is this whole visa run thing. So you have to literally physically cross an imaginary line into another country just so you can cross back 
uh, the imaginary line and get another 30 day stamp. Right. Um, <laughs> so I traveled uh, to the northernmost part of Thailand just so I could cross into Myanmar and come back in. I had been told by other backpackers that, oh, you need to do all this stuff in advance. Uh, you hear all these rumors about Myanmar. Like you need to have a, re- a visa in advance and you they don't have any ATMs there, all these weird barriers to entering. Um, I figured when I got there, um, well, I'd see for myself. Turns out I was able to enter Myanmar. Uh, oh, I walked cool. in and they paid them 500 baht, um, which is like, I don't know, $16. And they, they actually took my passport <laughs> and they gave me some little little book what? Like a two-week pass. It's a really bizarre kind of oh, experience, wow. actually. What? Uh, apparently, yeah. So now I, I don't even have my passport. I have this little book that, and actually, I'm that scared. hotel took the little book from me. So I have. It's like I have to trade in when I leave this hotel. Trade my key for the little book, then go to the border. Trade the little book for my passport. It's like a video game. You need like the the small key to get to the room with the big key, <laughs> like oh, Zelda, to get, to get to the room with the treasure chest. <laughs> so. Um, that's scary, man. The, that's really scary. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, it was completely unplanned, too. Um, uh, you know, I basically on a completely spontaneous uh, basis ended up here in Myanmar. And so here I was all of a sudden in this new country um, where I don't know the language or really much about the culture at all. Um, and I turn up and all of a sudden there, there's people that are selling cartons of cigarettes for $1 and also Viagra pills. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you this, bought all of their supplies of both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I had, like, even by my standards, a bizarre kind of experience yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you were saying, Yoel, it was, it, I think I got a taste of that experience of China where yeah. there wasn't a lot of English speaking. So I was getting around, like, I just point to items on a menu. Or I, today, when I, went, when I woke up uh, to call you guys, I had to kind of non verbally communicate that I needed coffee. Um, (laughs) so maybe this is my china training wheels i guess yeah (laughs) yeah like what else where where else did you find yourself so so language barrier is a big one is there any anything else like traveling barriers like is it hard to get around like what have you run what did again what'd you run into versus in a rural versus the city because you had both experiences so, I mean, in China, like, depending on which cities you go to, there's a lot of construction going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, hotels are popping up everywhere. So, okay. I remember, I, like, when I lived in Hong Kong, I used to fly home for two weeks. When I flew back, there's, like, you know, two or three new buildings on my street that wow. weren't there, like, just finished. Um, so, like, a lot of times you'll have, like, a name of a hotel in Chinese. Yeah. And you always, like, show it to the cab driver, and he'll have no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, the hotel might have been there for a couple I- months. They have no clue. So oh, you, really? You, you yeah. spend a lot of time just driving around. He'll be stopping and asking people. Nobody knows where the hotel is. Oh, God. Um, it's because so, it's new? Because it's, yeah, because it's, it's new and there's like a million hotels depending on which city you're yeah. in. So, like, nobody knows like where these hotels are. They, I mean, they know the neighborhood, right. but like, they don't know like the street name or, you know, the hotel name. So, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I, I'm relating that to like an experience I had in Bangkok. And I think it was a similar experience, but for different reasons. But in Bangkok, I had, I just was, uh, I said, the hardest time ever getting around because I would try to, to so I wanted to go to <laughs> the Bat Cat Museum in <laughs> Bangkok, <laughs> which is, um, it's like a Batman and other nerdy things toy museum. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> which, is, which is, by the way, awesome. If you're in Bangkok, go to the Bat Cat Museum because it's sweet. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> and so, um, 
basically I would go to cab drivers and I'd show them like, hey, can you show me how to get here? And I'd pull up on my phone, I was pulling up like the name of the place in Thai and the map of it and the address in Thai. And I just had this terrible time getting around because like no one would know where it was. Um, and I don't know what the, I still, I, maybe I just need to figure out a better way to communicate. I think the way to get around at least in Thailand or Bangkok is no landmarks or something. Right. Um, so I had a, I had an experience like that, but sounds like it's different reasons. Yeah. It's just because in where you were, maybe it was stuff was just so new. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Like I, I, I feel like nowadays, like, I, I don't know if I'm sure somebody out there has done this. Why have you guys ever tried like using a GPS app and converting it to the appropriate language or something like that? Or um, I, what I, I do is I just run the GPS sometimes while I'm in the taxi and just tell him while he's driving, like where to yeah. go. Okay. Uh, you have to do that actually sometimes because they will, they might take you for a ride. If you don't, they, right. they might take the long way or go the opposite. Dire- this has happened in Bangkok. Actually, the cab driver would go the opposite direction of where you're supposed to go. And he'd say, no, 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 <laughs> actually it's a right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. No, They're I trying to run the meter, you know? Yep. I gotcha. A lot of times I guess like, you know, it's like, a, it's like a shorter term trip. Like I don't want to pay for for roaming, mm-hmm. so like I won't have data available when I'm in the cab. Uh, right? Well, you so. can you don't need it with the, the GPS if you have the map already loaded. Um, when you're on Wi-Fi, you can use the GPS without data because it's using oh, okay. a whole different thing. Huh? That's I didn't cool. realize that. That's yeah. Cool. Pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> So like, you know, it's just like you have a TomTom in your car, right? Because those don't, aren't running on like a 3G data plan. They just have a, a GPS chip. So the satellite can communicate with your phone. It's yeah. GPS chip without the 3G or 4G or whatever. Right, right. Did you find yourself like out and stranded in the middle of nowhere in China ever? Um, Not in China, but definitely in other places. Like I remember once we were in Vietnam and we were waiting for a bus and then the bus came and just like drove by us, right? So we we're like stuck in Vietnam. We have like a flight the next morning, and that was like the only bus. So then we had to like pay an exorbitant amount for for a taxi. Oh gosh. Um. You might like luckily we didn't miss our flight. Okay, that's um, crazy. No, uh-huh. yeah. the bus just did not stop. It saw us. It slowed down, and then it just kept going. What the <laughs> hell is that shit? Yeah. That's bullshit. Did you use the wrong hand signal or something to flag it down? <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think we were at the wrong bus stop. So even they, uh, even though we had our tickets, we were waving our tickets. Like they didn't stop. Like they have their rolls. You know, you oh, have to get the right bus stop. So whatever. Yeah, that's crap. So, um, <laughs> like I, I know that, I know that when you were, you were, you lived in Hong Kong for yeah. a while. Um, what? how is that compared to living like elsewhere like in new york or other places like expensive i'm curious cost wise and like yeah like style of living so i would say style of living is very similar to new york i mean it's like it's it's a very developed city uh you can find anything you find in new york there pretty much except for mexican food they don't have any good mexican food <laughs> like, I, I don't know like outside of the US, it's tough to get mexican food. i love mexican food but uh you know maybe it's a business idea for someone <laughs> That's why when um, when Yoel came back, <laughs> Yoel came here a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, back right right when he the came. The first back time from I China. came back, yeah, yeah. He the first thing he ate 
was Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle. And I that just proves his love for for Mexican food for those listeners out there. Yeah. Who also share that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of cost, so like my rent was actually double in Hong Kong as it was to New York. Wow. And I lived like in, in Midtown Manhattan. Wow. Um, but yeah. I think everything else is pretty cheap. Like public transportation is like less than a dollar. Taxes are really low. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid like five or six percent tax when I was mm-hmm. out there. Um, so all in all, you take home more money than you do living in New York. Got it. Mm. And Hong Kong itself is also, um, I haven't been to mainland China. I spent maybe 12 hours on a layover in Hong Kong once, but I've never been to mainland China yet, although it's in the trajectory. Uh, it's pretty different though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty different. Um, I mean, like in Hong Kong, it's like, I guess it's like China light. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you can get around. You know, talking in English. You you go, you go to restaurants. You know, the menu they'll have like English menus, that type of stuff. So, it, it's a great place if you move into Asia and you want somewhere um, to start off, and you don't have like the language skills. Like like Hong Kong and Singapore are definitely great cities to to start off in. Yeah, yeah, it's and, interesting. Something I didn't completely have an appreciation for before coming to Asia was that you know Hong Kong is basically its own place. I mean, it's kind of part of China, but also kind of its own country. Like it's got its own currency. It speaks English a lot mm-hmm. uh, and Cantonese versus Mandarin. Um, mm-hmm. And it's completely different cost-wise. It's just like its own world. Complete, it's, it's like its own country, but depends who you ask because China might say, no, they're part of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, another thing I'd be curious about to hear your perspective on, Yoel, we talked about this um, so when we talked with Brooke, and we, we ended up talking about China, he actually did another documentary, which I watched very recently, called The China Question, that mm-hmm. um, I would also actually recommend to folks. Uh, but while he was in um, China, well, he shared basically with us on that episode some of his experiences in China. And one thing that we talked about um, that I also experienced here is uh, I'd be curious what your how things are racially, right? Because I find in Asia, you know, everyone wants lighter skin, and all this stuff, right? So as a white person traveling through Asia, uh, I get treated a certain way. Did you find as a black mm-hmm. person traveling through China and Southeast Asia, uh, how were you treated? Yeah, so I, th- I think a lot of times, um, you know, I was kind of treated like like kind of like a, like, a, like a celebrity. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. especially if I was with like, you know, like another one of my friends who, who who's African-American or, or whatever. Um, you know, being over six foot tall, you know, you know, you definitely stick out, you know, yeah. being tall right. being black. Um, so, you know, there's a funny story one time um, I was in Taiwan for uh, for a bachelor party. And, then, you know, there's a couple of us tall guys and then uh, my coworkers and one of my buddy's coworkers is like a famous pop star in Taiwan. He's like their version of Justin Bieber, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we start off at dinner. And then, like, you know, we went to a club after and then karaoke after. And the whole time, there was, like, paparazzi following us. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the next day, it was, like, oh, American athletes and, you know, whatever his name was. Uh, it was, like, all over so the they... newspaper and the news. <laughs> <laughs> so they assumed you're a basketball player. Pretty because much. Because you're tall and black. Right. And that was a bad <laughs> assumption of you have ever seen me play basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the sport, though. He's a big f- – he loves the sport, you know. Yeah. Right. I've played – we've played basketball together. We've we? played. It's very ugly, but we've played together. <laughs> I am horrible. <laughs> I am a horrible basketball player. I yeah. played in JCC League in, like, high school, and I 
sucked. <laughs> I was like shitty. But oh, I bet you man. I was worse. No, the other thing I would say, like people love taking pictures with you, right? So right, like uh, yeah, especially like when well. I was in Beijing, I probably got it the most in India at least. Like people would try like mm-hmm. deceptively take pictures, like they they think I don't notice. Yeah, but like I'm just like right. standing somewhere and like someone's taking a picture of me. That's nuts. Yeah. Like, did you feel like you were had any evasion of invasion of your privacy at any point? Well, it, it gets it gets annoying after a while. Like, I I can see why celebrities uh, get angry at like you know TMZ and these other paparazzi because <laughs> you know sometimes there's like like every ten minutes someone's like stopping me to take a picture. Wow, that's so, nuts. That's like know. you get the taste of that. It, it feels good at first, but then it gets very old very quickly. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. like have to turn people down? Like, no. No, no. I, I love taking pictures. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you got pretty it, it was mostly positive uh, your experience like you didn't i mean when we talked with brooke a lot he seemed to have the impression that there was a little bit of racism um in the area and i don't know it sounds like you didn't have that experience though people kind of treated you like oh you're they like just i think they maybe just like that they're if you're different they just are intrigued by it maybe whether it's whether you're white or black or whatever, just being different is something intriguing. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I would say so. I I think a lot of it's like you know the the you know the way you carry yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So they, I think mm-hmm. like I, I came off they're like okay this guy is like American, you know he's like a tourist, okay. right? Um, you know so for, for the for the most part, you know I never really had any uh any any major issues when I was traveling. Or even yeah. in in the workplace too, in general, generally. Um, okay, that's that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good to know. You would hope in the workplace you wouldn't have it. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I, I would say a bigger issue in the workplace was my my youth, right? So oh, uh, I see. You know, a lot of people envied you know the, you know how far I was in my career at my age compared to like where they were. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, so you know, the jealousy wasn't really kind of a big thing. issue. Was that in was that overall in the company or is that just in for when you were in China? In Hong Kong, in that area, the locals were like, "Oh, look at this young guy." Yeah, I, I, I think it came out more when I was in uh, in Hong Kong, right? You know, if my manager was like five years older than me, you know, I had a similar title, right? Um, you know, I can sense the you know the envy. Okay, I yeah. see. Interesting. So, yeah. so I, w- I also wanted to know, like, you, when you're heading out to like rural rural China, mm-hmm. um. Where what kind of places did you visit when you were in rural China? So I, I think for the most part I stuck at least in China I stuck to the big cities. So I, I'd go to Shenzhen a lot. It's a it's about an hour train ride from uh, Hong Kong. Okay. Um, so a lot of times on weekends, you know, we would travel because it was actually cheaper to travel outside of Hong Kong than stay in the city for right. for a weekend. You know, so we'd go there. It's an hour train ride. Um, you know, you can stay at these like uh, hotel spas. Where they have like you know they have food like a swimming pool you get some massages and you have to spend um uh, like ten or fifteen dollars. What? That's it? Yeah, and like for for mm-hmm. that amount of money you get like a two hour massage. Uh, you know, get, you get you get dinner and like a couple of drinks. So Asia's amazing. You know, we, we would go out and then. Uh, oh, we well, got dinner and drinks and a massage for all that. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's, it's it's an excellent deal. <laughs> this oh is in God. Shenzhen. Yeah, in Shenzhen. Yeah. Shenzhen. Oh man, that's I think that's. I'm gonna go to. I'm planning. I think, quote unquote, to go. But to it's China another soon. one of those instances. Like the menu is not in English, so you don't know what you're ordering. 
And even if it says like it's beef, you never know what it is. So okay. Sometimes uh, I order like I ordered bacon once and it definitely wasn't bacon. I don't know what it was. But, uh, <laughs> I'm still alive. So. A non uh, yeah mystery uh, animal part. What was no. what was like a dish that you had there inspired by the thing you just said? What was what was like a dish you had there that you would never have thought you'd eaten and enjoyed? So a very popular dish there is uh, chicken feet. Huh. Um, so you, if you go to like these dim sum places where you get like a, a bunch of, it's like kind of like tapas, but Chinese food. Um, so I remember like my first week of work, my first day we went to lunch and then they like brought out chicken feet and it's like a, like, it's like a very like respected dish and you can't like turn it down. So I like, I had to eat it and, uh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, a, a yeah. little bony for my taste, but you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I like though is they don't waste anything, you know, That's like true. They, they eat they'll every, eat every part of an animal. Yeah. So it's wow. nice because if you're going to kill an animal, for its meat, like it's nice that they eat every part of the animal. You know, it doesn't go to waste. Right. So that's very that's very true. Like, yeah. A, <laughs> um. So like, I know, I know you went out. You went around all around China, and yeah. you got to see all of that. Um, what was your? I mean, any takeaways? Any takeaways from the the China trip? Like besides. That you'd give any pointers that you give like a traveler to to watch out or say hey make sure you do this. Uh, one thing to watch out for is so I went there this past summer and then like uh, my buddy was talking to like some people who were you know they look like tourists and they invited us to like grab a drink right so we went to like this small bar we grabbed the drink like oh hey you know it's this person's birthday uh-huh. um, you know you know they told her some wine which wasn't on the menu. And then they tried to charge us like five hundred dollars for it. What? So, so yeah, it was like it's kind of like a little scam. Hong Kong dollars? Uh, or it US like, dollars? came out to like five hundred U.S. dollars. Holy for like four glasses of wine. So like I, I kind of knew what was going on, and like I'm like I told my buddy, hey, you know we gotta be careful. Uh huh. Um, you know, but yeah, you always gotta keep your keep your guard up, and, and beware of, wow. of stuff like that. Because I think, I think this is in Hong Kong. Where, but uh, where was that? That was that was in Beijing. Beijing. Oh, yeah, Beijing. We were, we were like near Tiananmen Square. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, wow. That's because I, I guess I was, I had gotten the impression from other folks I've talked to that in China, unlike, say, India, right, it's a place where people are generally not going to try to uh, win one over on you. Uh, you. You know, the price is the, is the price. Um, that, that's discouraging to me. Now I have a sad face to, <laughs> that I have to keep my guard up also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, I guess you always have to have your guard up, though. You know, just be aware and watch yourself anywhere foreign that you don't know too well. True. Definitely. Now, on the same theme that Mike was asking before, so you went to South America, you went to Europe. Mm -hmm. Did you experience any, did you have any other experiences that were questionable or where you felt uncomfortable or for the most part, like the European countries and and the South American countries you felt pretty safe yeah. and you felt like they didn't discriminate. So like, you know, stuff like that thing I, I mentioned about the, like the, the wine, uh, I, I think similar stuff has happened to me or like could have happened. Like I've seen it potentially happening in, in, in both Europe and South America. So, you know, as Mike said, you know, I, I think it's something that can happen no matter where you travel. So. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, uh, Mr. Mikey. Yes. Do you have any other 
No, I think, well, I think we've been rolling for a good episode here. We can, well, we can ask you, Yoel, what is um, our, our sort of wrap-up question that we get to our, our guests here is, what is something that you would like to do in your life, whether you want to do it next week or tomorrow or next year or when you're 80 before you die? Um, that's a good question. So it can be anything. I, I guess, um, like, like hiking, like, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, I think Mount Everest is a little aggressive for me, a little <laughs> too dangerous. Um, you know, but like, yeah, like, like hiking up like a high mountain. Uh, I've never really done anything like that on any of my travels. So, uh, nice. You know, that's one thing on my bucket list. That's very cool. That and going to Antarctica. And Antarctica, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Podcasts now, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, as of today, officially, he wants to do a podcast specifically in Antarctica. Yes, I'll be back for a second episode. <laughs> reunion, yeah. <laughs> Walking the Earth podcast reunion episode. <laughs> be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, that's. I think that's good. Hiking up mountain and getting to Antarctica and doing a podcast. Very cool. Those are all yeah. good, good ones. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I guess I'll I'll say to folks listening, uh, you know, the places you can find us as always are iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, we're on Facebook.com/slash Walking the Earth Podcast. We're on Twitter at WTE Podcast, and we will have our own website coming soon. Yes. So be on the lookout for that also. Yes, very, um, very oh, and exciting. of course, vote for us, please, on podcastland.com. We're ranked in the top five currently. Help us stay there. Help us win our bet against peace yes. propaganda. Uh, help us maybe even win podcast of the month. That would be amazing. Um, yes, the competition is very fierce. Uh, peace propaganda and, and uh, Walking the Earth podcast have been sending fierce, violent messages back and forth. So please help us win this blood battle. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to jump in the Twitter conversation too. Yeah, uh, search for hashtag podcast wars or hashtag vote WTE. Yeah, and or if you tweet have... about those too. Hey, if you um, tweet with hashtag podcast wars or hashtag vote WTE this month, um, we'll we'll mention you on the on, the, on an episode. We so, will. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and if you have a good idea for what we if we should we win, if you have a good idea that we um, wind up using for the three minutes of taking over peace propaganda. I think, Michael, that maybe we should uh, allow them an interview, allow the person an interview on our podcast. If they come up with, with, yeah, well, if they come up with... with the winning um, solution. The winning, yeah, yeah, the winning thing we should do with those three minutes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right, you heard her here first. Um, Yoel, thank you very much. Man, Michael, no thank problem. you as always. Yeah, thanks, man, for coming on. Um, thanks for tuning in into Walking the Earth podcast a podcast about the backpacking experience. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.